Welcome to the Microsoft IT Pro Podcast, a show about Office 365, Azure, and the IT Pro and end user side of life. Each week, we'll discuss a different topic or recent news related to Office 365 and Azure and how it relates to you as an IT Pro. The Microsoft IT Pro Podcast is never longer than 30 minutes, so let's get started. Good morning, Scott. How are you? <laughs> I'm tired, man. We had a long night last night. We? I wasn't with you last night. Oh, <laughs> you didn't go out <laughs> for margaritas after the user group? <laughs> no. How were margaritas after the user group? A long night? They were good. Uh, my wallet doesn't thank me. <laughs> That's good. Well, maybe you should stop buying margaritas and buy a new computer. Uh, mm, maybe. Going back to the conversation we had before we started this recording. Yeah, yeah. But they were really good margaritas, and they had a... Ooh, these little deep fried tater tots on the side with like a barbecue hot sauce to dip them in. They were excellent. Fancy hipster food. Wow, no kidding. At first I thought you were going to say tater tots in the margaritas and I was like, that's kind of weird. <laughs> nah, that would be like a John Roderick kind of drink. Can't do that. Yeah. Anyways, you also started a new job I hear. Yeah, yeah. I'm over with the fine folks at Opsgility now. So I know you do a couple courses for them and, and help them out with some courseware. So uh, I'm a, a solution architect over there. So helping out with some of the same things, developing courseware, delivering classes, building out uh, labs and recordings and all that good kind of stuff. So should be fun. Good time. Sounds exciting. So now your days are spent in PowerPoint and talking. <laughs> I'm a PowerPoint guru. I'm not really, but <laughs> just... Make sure we tell everybody else that. <laughs> you pretend? All right. So yeah, and you're focused more on Azure over there, right? Doing Azure training, not as much Office 365? Correct, yeah. 100% Azure. So a little similar to what I was doing in the past, but I'd imagine there'll be some bleed. You know, there's always some areas, like we talk about identity, and that has a, a lot that plays on both sides. Or when we talk about networking and express route and things like that, hey, do you really want to go down the path of doing a, a Microsoft peer, even though it's a horrible idea? <laughs> Here's all the ways we could break your network. Exactly. And even some of the Intune stuff now that we've talked about, the Intune, the MAM, all of that's all technically in the Azure portal. So there's definitely some bleed as we've talked about. It does exist. It is a thing. So speaking of all those express routes and networking and laying everything out, how do you diagram all of that stuff? Is there, is there some nifty tool Microsoft has for diagramming stuff? Microsoft does have a tool. I prefer to use napkins and stones and chisels, but Microsoft would probably prefer that we use something like Visio. All right. And they have, it's a sort of a new offering. I can't remember exactly when this came out. We've kind of had it on, hey, we should talk about this sometime for a while now, but they have Visio online now. That's part of Office 365 and they just keep improving it and making it better. Yeah, they've probably had this for a about a year now, they, they started rolling out the online component specifically in Office 365 and being able to do kind of shared entitlements there. So very similar to something like Project, where you purchase Project Online and you can do, depending on your entitlement, Project on the desktop and then Project Online as well. Very similar here. So you can still continue to do desktop entitlements, and you can do the online components as well, which get you access to 
not just viewing Visio files, but also being able to edit them in a browser and potentially also give you shared licensing across multiple platforms. So not just Windows and Visio on that side, but also things like mobile apps, like they do have Visio for iOS. I don't know if they have it for Android or not, actually, off the top of my head. But I know I use it on iOS and it's fun there. Yeah, I've used it on iOS. I actually don't know about Android either. I was just looking to see if I could find something. You could always do it in a web browser, but it wouldn't be as much fun as a native application. Yes, exactly. So, and this one's kind of interesting too because Microsoft has had Visio services in SharePoint now for a while that let you at least render Visio diagrams, view them in the browser. So, if you uploaded those Visio diagrams to a SharePoint library, you can at least see them in the browser without having that rich client on your desktop. Correct. Yep. And much like they've done now with, they did the same thing with Excel services, Visio services is going the same route where it is being depreciated. And this is in SharePoint Online. I actually do not know for sure where what the on-premises version of this looks like, but since we talk about Office 365 in the cloud, we won't worry about that today. <laughs> sure. Deprecate all the things. Go. Yes. Yeah. Just deprecate on-prem. No, <laughs> they're not deprecating on-prem. Don't go start rumors based on this podcast. Ben said it. Thanks. So, But they're deprecating Visio services in SharePoint Online, so the only way for you to be able to view these Visio files is going to be to purchase this Visio Online license now within your Office 365 subscription. Correct, yeah. So it's really about being able to create diagrams in the browser. So th- so there's two plans today. There is a P1 and a P2, plan one, plan two, for Visio Online. And really the biggest difference between them is the P1 comes just with Visio Online and potentially OneDrive if that was all you licensed, right? But we'll assume you already did like another eSKU because friends don't let friends do things that aren't eSKUs and pick it up that way. So really you're getting the online version of Visio. And then if you step up to the P2 plan, the P2 is what includes access to the desktop and mobile applications and kind of having the richer client experience. Exactly. And it it does help out. I mean, even the online plan, five bucks, six bucks a month, it depends on that one actually varies by a dollar. If you pay for it annually or if you pay for it monthly, you save a dollar a month if you buy it annually. And the plan two is like 18 a month if you buy it monthly or 15 if you pay for it annually. They really aren't, the prices sound high when you initially see them, but they really aren't too bad when you look at it. Again, online, being able to do it all in the browser, this has come a long ways. I know when I first started using Visio in the browser, they only had maybe three or four different stencil galleries that were included. So you could do like the squares and circles for diagramming like flowcharts and some process diagrams and that type of stuff. Yeah, the squircles. Right. But anything advanced where you wanted to maybe do like a complex network diagram or office layouts or some of those, they didn't have all the stencils there yet. And recently I've as I've been playing with it and looking at it, they've started adding a bunch more of those stencils in. So I can't remember exactly how many libraries they have right now. But they have added a significant number of them in recent recent months. Again, trying to keep track of when they add them is a challenge at times. But it's gotten really good. I would encourage you to try it out. And if you do need the desktop version, I had a clutch. So 
I'm going to go into a story. I had a client that was actually, they didn't even realize Visio Online was a thing yet. And we had a conversation the other day because they ran into an issue and I have not verified this yet, but it doesn't surprise me either that if somebody installed Office 365 Pro Plus on their desktop computer using the whole click to run, install it from the Office 365 portal, all of that, and then they went and tried to install a boxed version of Visio, that boxed version wouldn't install. They actually had to uninstall Pro Plus, install Visio, and then they could go back and reinstall Pro Plus. So, thus we started talking about Pro Plus. And when you break down the pricing, I think Visio, the boxed version of Visio for your desktop is like $250 or something. You take that and split it out over, what, two years or even over a year or two, you're looking at about that ballpark, 15 to $20 a month. And now you get unlimited uploads, you get to play with it in the browser, you get a lot of other features. So, I don't know, in my opinion, $15 a month to have the whole suite of Visio stuff really <laughs> isn't that bad. Yes, so it's the problem you ran into is side-by-side installations. And Microsoft does have a support article for this, so I'll, I'll make sure that we put it in the show notes. But effectively, it is supported scenarios for installing different versions of Office, Visio, and Project on the same computer. So what you run into is if you're doing something like a click-to-run, right? So in that case, you're doing click-to-run Pro Plus, and then you're trying to do the MSI version of Visio. That's actually not supported. <laughs> Even though, yeah, technically you can get them to run side by side, it's not ready to go. But like a supported MSI and click to run would be running a legacy version like Visio 2013 and then Office 2016 click to run, things like that. You can't, well, actually, hold on, that's project. Let's see, you can't, it's a little bit weird. So you can do the 2013 version of Visio Pro for Office 365 and then Office 2016 Pro Plus. And that would be supported, but that's still not like the boxed retail version. So it's a little bit... It's a little bit of a mess when you try and put everything together and really get it all running nicely. <laughs> yeah, definitely something you're going to want to watch out for. And again, like they said, be aware of because they're looking now, we're going through all their Visio licensing, seeing what they have. And they are thinking about hoping to just switch everybody to Visio Online too to avoid that whole scenario. And then, like I said, you get all that editing in the browser, which... It's nice. Yeah. Like I said, it's come a long ways. There's still things though you can't do. So I know a lot of people in Visio too even do things like connect data to the shapes in Visio, whether it's using Excel or SQL on the back end. Visio, really, when you get down to it, there's a lot of things you can do in there. It's a powerful tool. And not all of that functionality yet has come to Visio online. Hopefully it's coming. I don't know if it'll ever fully be there. Again, like you see with the office clients, you have one experience in your rich clients where, let's face it, they can just do a lot more 
a lot more advanced functionality, you can still be done in that locally installed version than what you can do in the browser. Yep. So all of that is documented in the wonderful service description again, right? So we, t- we talk about those things all the time. So there is a feature availability and comparison matrix for Visio Online and Visio Desktop for if anybody is looking for, hey, can I create, like, where's the best place to create diagrams? What's the support for print to PDF or proofing or, ooh, I don't know, even being able to like create new Visio files and where does that happen? And then also the file type support across that spectrum is there as well. Yeah, so one of those things, go check it out, make sure you understand what you can do, what you can't do. Don't just go spend the $5 a month for the browser version thinking you can do everything there and you don't need that locally installed copy. It's another tool in the toolbox and something that should probably be considered. Like you said, especially in those scenarios where you are potentially running mixed mode or things like that, you're going to need to do some some rationalization and figure out where you want people to come into Visio and, and have access to it. And you, you, you do want it to be in a supported way. Yeah, which I did find Speaking of supported in browsers, working with Office Online, which does include Visio Online, Windows 10, Edge is supported. I'm not going to start on that topic. There's something else there. Edge just has not worked well lately with anything online. Modern UI, Stream, I don't know. It's supported, but we've found it's been really slow. But it is supported for Office Online. Windows 8, 8.1, 7 on Internet Explorer 11. Strangely enough, Firefox on Windows is supported. Firefox on Linux is supported, but Chrome on Mac o- or Firefox on Mac OS is not supported. iOS devices, iPad, iPhone, you have the apps, but they do say Android, coming back to that earlier topic. No browsers on Android are supported, but they do recommend using the Office for Android apps. It doesn't say if they have a Visio one or not, though. <laughs> so if somebody has an Android device and wants to go look and leave us a comment, we can answer that question. And it's not that hard to search the Google Play Store. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want to do that while I'm trying to talk. Well, I'll do it for you while you're talking. While I'm talking? Compelling. Yeah, no, it's not there. There we go. There's your answer. <laughs> I have not even seen on the roadmap if it's coming or what their plans are for it. I would imagine, based on how they develop all the other Office apps, that it can't be that far off. Who knows? I don't really know. So, what else do you want to talk about about Visio? We can probably run through a couple more things. So, again, you have to look at that licensing and figure out feature availability and where things are available to you. So, that does change a little bit based on Office consumer or like the home versions of Office. So you do have availability across E1s, E3s, E5s, K1s, which aren't K1s anymore. Those are F1s. You can do it just with Pro Plus and then pick up some of that OneDrive licensing, small business premium, business essentials, all that good kind of stuff. You can also pick it up across the government SKUs. Again, the E1s, E3s, E5s, and K1s slash F1s over there as well. You did mention also the deprecation of Visio's services. 
So that is included in the SharePoint Online roadmap, and they do have that documented out there and ready to go. But really, if you think about making the transition over to Visio Online, you can still do those embeds and sharing and, and the way you did things in the past, but you're also getting better fidelity for those various Visio file types, right? Whether they're kind of legacy VSD, like binaries, Office XML, VSDX, or even VSDM files. So Macro files are all out there and, and ready to go. And it is really nice to have the support for like high fidelity zoom and things like that, especially when you're working in larger diagrams and just kind of panning and pushing around all over the place. It is. And there's some other ones too. We talked about, I'm going to go back to plan one and plan two a little bit because I just pulled up the. They have a comparison chart as well that we will link off to in the show notes. And there are some other differences between plan one and plan two. They're really so they're really vague in this comparison on if these additional options that are available as part of plan two are due to you having the desktop client or not. But they do call out five specific things that are supported with plan two or are included with plan two that aren't in plan one. So they're identical, but then you get with Plan 2, you have, they say, 250,000 plus shapes that meet industry standards and Visio's content ecosystem. That one I'm speculating is due to the desktop version and being able to actually add custom stencil libraries to it. The online version, at least at this point in time, if you have those custom libraries you'd use, there's no way to upload them, add them. And with the built-in one, there's no way there's 250,000 shapes there. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Another one is draw or annotate using your pen, finger, or ink. Again, this one as well isn't clear if that is just the desktop version that supports that or if you could actually do that in the browser on Plan 2. That one is another one I'm going to speculate is just tied to the desktop version. So it's not clear in that comparison that you're looking at, that chart, but it does come down in the service description. So those other couple features as well, when you run through and AutoCAD, right? You want to be able to import AutoCAD files and work with those. That's on the desktop version. So you would have to have the desktop version to import your AutoCAD file and then convert it into a Visio diagram, which then you could go ahead and put in your OneDrive and or on a SharePoint site and then embed it on a page so that it was viewable and ready to go through. Yeah, the one that might be browser-based support, and I haven't had a chance to test this yet, is that co-editing and Skype for business integration. Typically, that's the stuff that's built into Skype itself. So if you've ever... Well, you don't run the Windows version of Skype. I don't actually know if it's in the Mac one yet. Probably not. But when you go to present on a Windows Skype session and you click the little kind of extra button for sharing, you know, where it goes share your monitor, share a PowerPoint. If you share something like a Word document and it's stored in OneDrive and everybody has access to it, yeah, everyone will get co edit right within that, both the full client and then the online one. So it's something that's typically kicked off. I don't think that features in Visio or share Skype online, right? Like when you join a, a meeting, because you still have to download that weird little desktop app. Skype's a strange beast. Yes, but pretty soon we won't have to worry about it because everything will be in Teams. <sighs> Please. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that co editing is one that is probably supported browser-based as well, that is only included if you have the plan too. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, yeah, I think that about yeah. sums it up. <laughs> I think so. 
we might have a little shorter episode today for what Skype is. You know, I think again, this is one of those things when you take a look at the features that are used within your organization today. Do you want to make the jump from volume licensing over to potentially your EA or kind of Paygo, right? Either monthly or, or annual commitment into Office 365. There are some supportability things that you need to watch out for there. And you're going to really want to be mindful of those, particularly when it comes to doing side by side installations and continuing to run through legacy versions. I know the last organization I was at where we did a big Office rollout, we actually went and bit the bullet and made sure that we got everybody on the four Office 365 version of everything, along with doing our Pro Plus deployments, really for streamlining not just installation, but also licensing and entitlements, because it made it super easy to go back from both an operations and a support side to be able to go to somebody like the help desk and say, hey, now help desk technicians have the ability based on something like a ServiceNow ticket and the proper approvals to go ahead and assign that licensing directly. And then we really don't mind if users install it on their home PC because they get usage rights across all those various platforms. And there were some niceties there. So you can potentially, depending on how you're set up, like get into some weird spots where somebody in the room will go like, oh, look, I can do Visio on my iPad. And the person next to him goes, oh, I can't because I'm not licensed for it because maybe you left them on like a VL version or just a, a retail box MSI kind of thing. So you'll definitely want to watch out for that. And then rolling it out, super simple, right? So you're still doing... Office XML uh, or the ODT, Office Deployment Tool, and you can package that up on its own as just just Visio. You can go ahead and package it inclusive with your Office Pro Plus deployments, kind of however you want to do that and push it however you want. But if you already figured out how to push Office Pro Plus, like through SCCM or Intune or wherever you do that or GPO, then hey, this is it's all the same technology, so it's pretty easy. Yep. It is. And you can even add, when you're doing that ODT, it's not like you have to have a separate file for Visio. You can add it right into the ODT files, configurations you already have. Just shows up as an add-on in there. And if you're on a Mac like me, again, this has finally allowed me to look at Visio diagrams, edit Visio diagrams, work with them on a Mac. Again, I can't use the desktop version, but I get a lot more browser support now to be able to use Visio instead of some other tool or having to import Visio into something that's supported on a Mac. <laughs> yeah, you could always run that Windows VM. I could, but that takes a lot of resources. And I give you grief for using Windows, but there are still some things I'm limited on on my Mac. Ha! <laughs> unfortunately, fortunately for me, one of them is I am no longer tied to the whimsical crashings and blue screens of a Windows PC. Yeah, be that way. Someone else. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, I think that about wraps it up. We'll give you guys a little bit shorter episode today rather than ramble about nothing for the last five minutes. <laughs> Unless you have something else, and we will be back again next week with more topics. Something. <laughs> Microsoft Cloud goodness. Maybe we'll dive back into some Azure AD stuff. Some Azure AD security. I don't know. We'll see. If you have any comments, feedback, topics we have not covered yet that you want us to cover, or even topics we covered going on a year ago now that you would like a state on, update on any changes, feel free to reach out to us 
Twitter, feedback section on the blog or on the website. Anyway, we always love to hear from you, love to get feedback and topics you guys want to hear about. Awesome. Thanks, Ben. All right. Thanks, Scott. We'll talk to you later. If you enjoyed the podcast, go leave us a five-star rating in iTunes. It helps to get the word out so more IT pros can learn about Office 365 and Azure. If you have any questions you want us to address on the show or feedback about the show, feel free to reach out via our website, Twitter, or Facebook. Thanks again for listening and have a great day.